0: From another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Madden Gobeski.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'm Charlie Wallace. And we have three incredible guests with us today. We've got Paul Wilcox.
2: It's great to be here.
1: Wes Richardson. Howdy, howdy. And Doug Gobeski.
0: Great to be here. All right. So we're on our second installment of this year's Merry Marvel Movie March Madness. Hooray! Installment 27 of our Merry Marvel Movie March. And it is our second mcu movie it's the 2008 movie the incredible hulk so in case uh, you're unfamiliar with the uh movie the brief synopsis is um incredible hulk stars edward norton as one dennis hulk who has taken a sabbatical down in brazil when he learns that his brother ross is going to sell all of his stuff back in uh new york or virginia or both the movie's not clear (laughs) (laughs) So he has to make a wacky cross country trip back there to stop Ross from selling all his stuff. And hijinks ensue.
1: There was no mansion in this one, <laughs> or inheritance, <laughs> or silver mine. No, competition.
3: <laughs> no competitions either. Although I guess there technically was a boxing match. There's a yard sale. Does that count?
1: No, oh, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> tell about fortunes and inheritance and stuff. I guess it yeah. Sorry. Thematically I set, it still works. When
0: I said sell off his stuff, what I meant was, you know, auction off his storage locker. <laughs> one in Virginia and one in New York.
1: <laughs> this is like storage wars then.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's a big budget version of the movie.
3: Yeah, I guess I was kind of surprised at just how angry he got over having his stuff
0: get sold. I mean, he did warn him ahead of time said he wouldn't like him when he was hungry.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of clever of them to have the Snickers product placement
0: at that point, though. (laughs) As always, the standard question, had you seen the movie before? And uh, I can say that I had probably my fourth time watching it. We're going to get to the point where I've seen a lot of these movies before because, you know, you you watch them when you go through the MCU. Because, like, some big movies coming up.
1: I had completely missed this one and wasn't particularly inclined to go back and see it because they abandoned Edward Norton after this. So it's was like, oh, I thought it was a completely different timeline. Like, I'm not even sure that I realized it was in the MCU.
0: Even though it shows up in multiple subsequent MCU movies. Well, Eric Bana doesn't show up in those movies. No, but the events of this movie show up on TV screens in the backgrounds of other movies. Oh. Hmm. Or maybe you guys don't actually remember this, but I, in know. like Iron Man two and in Thor, yeah, there's oh, like footage in the background yeah. of like scenes from whoa, Culver whoa, University.
3: Whoa, whoa, we haven't made it to those movies yet. Yeah, there's only one Iron Man movie at this point. Easter egg spoiler. Who's, a,
0: who's this Thor guy? <laughs> uh, I don't know how to tell you this, but I'm a time traveler from the future year of 2019. I don't know don't if you
2: don't tell us about what it's like. I don't want to know.
0: All right, <laughs> I'll just leave you with one thing president trump
2: oh uh, president dennis trump i <laughs> guess we've done pretty well for ourselves then <laughs>
0: huh,
3: so so what you're saying is america finally got a female president
0: huh denise that is what i'm trump. saying yes denise trump <laughs> <laughs> denise, <Yep>. denise.
2: <laughs> real level-headed straight shooter career politician <laughs>
0: i assume so i'm looking forward to the future it sounds bright yeah well it's not bright yet right now it's only 2008 and the incredible hulk charlie hadn't seen it how about you paul
2: i had not seen it either and much like charlie i actually didn't didn't have the timeline straight in my head i didn't even realize that this came out after iron man i must have just totally been off the map at this point but I, I remember when this came out and thinking, oh, well, what, what was wrong with the first one? I hadn't seen that one either, though, so <laughs> I, I couldn't answer it. But I was like, they made another one, and it's not a direct sequel starring the same people? That's odd. And uh, that's my whole background with this movie.
4: Yeah, I hadn't seen it either. I just remember the trailer and thinking it looked uh, pretty badass. But um, I was also in junior high. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> So you had high standards, is what you're saying?
4: Yeah, yeah. I uh, only watch foreign films. Uh, <laughs> I used to be fluent in French, but uh, I'm a big <laughs> old dumb guy now.
2: You would only rent the uh, movies with the uh, little wheat-looking things on them exclusively.
4: The grand jury prizes from <laughs> film festivals are <laughs> little wheat-looking things. <laughs> 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 yes, I only buy movies with wheat on them. <laughs> Big bread documentary guy over here.
1: <laughs> I like that one scene in Gladiator.
4: <laughs> also, the happening, really about that Yes, one. yes.
3: Uh, now, now, do you ever branch off into corn? You know, like maybe watch some Interstellar?
4: Ooh, uh, no, 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 absolutely not. And actually, I hated the informant because of it. It was all about coin <laughs> soup. <laughs> all, all the informant heads out there are really going to get on on this one. <laughs> Dear sir.
3: Oh, for myself, I believe this was my second viewing. I saw it on DVD way back when at Adam's apartment. And honestly, I remembered about the first half of this movie, and I must have just checked out mentally on that first viewing, because that second half, I was like, I don't remember any of this.
0: Well, that's because the Jets pizza coma had set in halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't remember anything at that point.
3: So you're saying that I won't remember that with this viewing either? (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Since Wes and I split a Jets pizza? Oof.
2: That must have been where 2008 went for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a jet's bender,
0: <laughs> Huh. I guess I just sort of assumed that people just watched all the MCU movies. I didn't realize you could pick and choose your way through them.
3: Who even knew that this was an MCU <laughs> they're, movie? They're all
2: quite enjoyable standalone movies. Yeah. That is true. At least the ones that I've seen.
1: I'm not sure I was aware until the Avengers that there was an MCU I thought, oh, there's all these movies coming out. I mean, I wasn't really paying that much attention.
0: But I guess you guys sort of obliquely bring up an interesting point about this movie, which is that in many ways, it doesn't feel like this had much of an impact on the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe project.
3: I'm still not convinced it is an MCU movie. The movie started out and I saw Universal Studios and I'm like, okay, well, this is just this is the Eric Bana Hulk, but part two or something. Like it wasn't at all clear.
0: Even though it says Marvel Studios.
3: Are we sure that's not just a retcon though? Yes. Well, I guess back in the day, who even knew what Marvel Studios
0: was, right? Right. Well that's why they have the Tony Stark scene with Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark to explicitly link the two.
3: Yeah, no, like we got to that at the end and I was just like, wait, what? This feels shoehorned in, but okay.
1: Yeah, they had a very very brief reference to Stark Industries near the beginning. I think oh, just yeah. Flashed on the screen. That could have been after the fact, too, in in post. Well, of course it was a post, but you <laughs> see what I'm saying.
2: Really, isn't everything in post, man, when you think about it? Well, I mean, like most of that fight scene in.
0: Louis <laughs> Terrier is like, I can only shoot things that I can see. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Cinematic realism, my friends. That's right. <laughs> Cinema Verite.
0: Go
2: find me a giant guy and paint him green. <laughs> <laughs> and we only hey, got Luke one Frigno shot. We got to get there. this in order.
0: Yeah, he's, he's right. We did have Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. Okay, so I guess you might have to take it then on faith a bit. But yes, this is considered part of the MCU.
3: But I realize I'm breaking canon here by skipping to the future, but I don't think we'll really have time to cover this when we get to Avengers. How is it part of the MCU if literally nobody other than the cameo guy shows up again?
0: Well, General like we Ross. We jettison the entire cast, don't we? No, William Hurt shows up in later movies. Really as General Ross. Yeah, he's in Civil War and it's either Infinity War or Black Panther. I can't remember offhand which one. Fair enough, but
3: so so he's the missing link. Yeah. Well then the, I guess the character of the Hulk. Ah, uh, but but they recast him for the stuff after this. It's like so. It's like you have Eric Bana, Edward Norton, and the guy with the ridges, right? You know, and the guy
0: with the ridges.
2: Yeah, because oh, Ruffalo's have ridges. Ruffalo's have ridges, right?
4: <laughs> Ruffalo's are just juggalos. <laughs> <sure. laughs>
2: I'm going to the gathering of the Ruffalos. <laughs> <laughs> They're
4: just.
3: Tossing handfuls of chips all over the crowd, <laughs>
2: but they actually share Fago in common with the Rufflos <laughs> because it just goes so well with the Ruffle
1: <laughs> Tim Roth is who you were talking about, by the way. Wait, what? The oh. guy with the ridges on his back? Oh, jeez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but he's not in any later movies.
1: No, he isn't, as far as I know not in the mcu <laughs> yeah right this was not the last movie of his career <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't career
2: ending that. oh, that's good to know
0: okay i guess i'd rather have the conversation where we discuss about how little impact it had on the mcu rather than the conversation where you just refuse to believe it's part of the mcu <laughs> <laughs>
2: This, is, this the, is what passes for discourse.
3: You have yeah. the wrong this opinion, guest. I need you <laughs> to have the better opinion.
0: <laughs> well, once factually inaccurate. Right, our opinions aren't facts. Right. That's, That's kind sad. of my point. Well, okay. So
3: if, you, if you're going by the standard of this is an MCU movie, we've got what? The generic character of the big angry green guy.
2: I mean, you he know? looks pretty much the same, right? the the cg they didn't really like mark ruffalo hulk that much right
0: yeah i mean in the face maybe a bit but
4: mm, okay the general color looks bad in this one
0: well i think that's because they're trying to make him not as fluorescently green as he was in the ang lee hulk and maybe they went a little too far in the opposite direction yeah. but i think they're trying to go for like if someone's skin were actually green what would that look
2: like it's like the last alternate color in the fighting game roster yeah like after the gray skin hulk
4: (laughs) well also choosing to having like that big battle scene in like the light of day really poor like choice in terms of like the contrast with the skin so i know
0: that's true now but my memory at the time was watching going oh this is pretty good so i'm wondering if just our expectations have evolved over the last 11 years where now we're just like a lot more critical of just like, oh, yeah, that sticks out. I mean, I would believe that. Yeah,
2: because I, I having not seen it before, I was like, yeah, you know, this this CGI really is is pretty good. Like, you know, especially to make it believable for for characters, you know, moving humanoid figures seems to be like the hardest thing to make convincing without getting kind of like the cartoony effect and right. even though like we're at the point now going through the March where it's like, everything's like, yeah, this is all pretty good. But you can if you you have to actually look closely to see the, the cracks, you know, in the in the realism.
4: Well, I think all of the like night, sc- like night scenes looked pretty good, but it was just like the contrast that really got.
1: So I think one of the differences here is I don't think the CGs much worse. Or better here than any of the movies we've seen so far, but the character that we're looking at the entire time is completely CG and he takes up a lot of the screen. So at least it's not a nice
0: thing to say about Edward Norton.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you know, Spider Man, at least he'll be, he's usually smaller on the screen. I mean, for close ups, well, for the stuff that he's doing CG, he's a smaller part of the screen. Whereas here, it's like just one gigantic Hulk and that's what you're looking at most of the time. There's not a human behind that.
0: Well, there sort of is.
1: Yeah. Like motion capture and stuff. Yeah. But it wouldn't be like Iron Man where you can see occasionally like through his visor or I don't know.
0: I mean, I guess, except that Iron Man has, you know, probably close to an equal amount. Maybe not quite, but there's a lot of CG in Iron Man as well. No, that's true. Right. Of like him flying around and kicking ass and stuff like a lot of that is CG. I mean, a lot of it's practical too, but a lot of it is CG.
1: And the color contrast thing is a good point, too, because we do have that daylight scene and everything is green. Like they're out in the middle of like this really green campus with trees and just fields of grass. And the Hulk is like the least green thing on the screen. OK, and do you have a follow up to uh, that? Not really.
0: <laughs> OK.
3: <laughs> oh, so by the way, so they're at Culver University, right? Mm yeah, which I I originally assumed would be located in Culver City, California, and it's like no, no, it's it's in Virginia somewhere. Which which just leads me to the conclusion that you know it must be the like the Culver's version of McDonald's
0: University. <laughs>
2: <laughs> They're based in Culver's City, Wisconsin.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I guess I. While I noted that he's not particularly green, I didn't really have a problem with it. That's all. That's all I got to say
2: he's about got those
1: green eyes. He does. Yeah, they, that's are, sure. they
2: are quite green.
1: I didn't really feel one way or the other about it. I didn't think it was particularly bad. But, you know, coming off something like Iron Man, I wasn't super impressed either. Just didn't live a huge impression on me. I know, great way to spur conversation, right? Uh, but I mean, uh, you that's know. Just, that's <laughs> just the truth. I mean, it, it
2: makes sense as a style to me. Just, you know, it makes sense as a stylistic choice based on like kind of the direction they were moving with things. I can see why they didn't make him a nice like iridescent with like purple pants on,
1: right? And, like, and they, have the they they
2: pants at least called gagged. out to that, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, do you think it was like an aesthetic choice that had to do with the MCU? Like the whole thing was going for a new
0: look? No, I think. It was just a reaction to because I don't, you know, cast your mind back to the 2003 Hulk film, right? Like, he's pretty green, in yeah. That. And so, I think this was an attempt to be a more natural green while still having <laughs> be, you know, quote unquote, green, more
3: natural, unnatural killer,
0: <laughs> right? Because I, and then I think if you look at like hulk in the subsequent movies that we haven't seen yet right it's not like he's any greener
4: really in those than he is here
3: No, does he end up any less green like does he
4: ripen at all (laughs) well that purple beat his green and uh defeated it (laughs) oh you mean like when when they
3: were trying to cure
4: him yeah purple beats green white loses to green I I just learned colors in this one. <laughs> the hierarchy of colors.
2: If you're if you're playing green, purple, white, just always throw green.
4: Hey, but green, purple, green always Purple wins. neutralizes <laughs> green, though.
2: Trusty green, always throw green. <laughs> Me, <laughs> Trusty I mean, rock, nothing beats rock.
1: <laughs> oh, here's another question I had related how this what fits in. What with... genre is
3: this movie? <laughs> 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 the correct answer is all of the above
4: yeah doug <laughs> doug yelled out different genres every 20 minutes and he wasn't wrong he was pretty <laughs> on point <laughs> all right so how does it start what it starts out is it? as
3: jason Bourne. you know it's it's that kind of action suspense thriller
0: kind of thing well the the director did direct the transporter or co-direct the transporter i think
3: one point at basically turns into a nicholas sparks movie now we've got the uh, the two lovers meeting in the rain
0: <laughs> so you're saying that this is the best of all movies it's like a super cut <laughs> it's a super set
4: <laughs> it's like movie genres but the speed run <laughs>
3: <laughs> had some comedy had some beauty and the beast in there
1: yeah had some body horror
3: they, they actually did a yeah. pretty nice job uh, during the cure scene, making that nice and gruesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like the first time he transforms into the Hulk, you got some just straight up horror movie there. You know, this monster hidden in the shadows, destroying people. Comedy at various parts. So then did you like that or no? Ah, uh, I did not care for it. It was too schizophrenic for me. I was more of the opinion that they, they'd they have been better off if they just picked a lane and stuck with it.
4: Yeah, Ed Norton didn't really know what he was doing either. I mean, I would imagine it's probably because the director didn't. And he played it like he was kind of goofy and eccentric at some points, and then also very serious and um, driven towards a goal. It, it was a little schizophrenic. Huh.
2: The thing... <laughs> I... I... I think I kind of found myself, you know, I enjoyed some of the variety, especially the Jason Bourne part of it, because I thought it was kind of a refreshing way to start one of these movies after watching so many that start with like a like origin story of when their life is fine. And we just, you know, compressed all that into a uh, intro sequence that explains everything catches everyone else up and then you don't have to waste time with oh he's in the lab let's wait like 20 minutes before he turns into the hulk it's like we already know he's gonna be the hulk and then we can have you know exciting international intrigue
1: and i know that they show us everything in that intro right so we see it all again but is this supposed to be a continuation of hulk it kind of feels like
0: it i think it's sort of like a soft reboot um i know kevin feige was sort of on record as saying. Look, we know that people know the origin story of the Hulk. We're not interested in telling that story again. And I think at some stage it may have started as an actual sequel, sequel, which I think is probably why it starts in Brazil after the first, the previous Hulk movie ended in South America. But it's not intended to be a straight up sequel. It's just it's supposed. To, I think I think it's supposed to sort of assume that yeah, a lot of people saw the first Hulk movie, so we don't need to cover a lot of that ground again, and we can just get on with telling the next story that we want to tell without actually being an explicit sequel to that movie.
1: Which I liked. I was a little worried at the beginning when we started to get that intro and was glad that we didn't get a rehash of the first film.
0: Yeah, I actually really appreciated that as well, of just, like, the... We know you know the origin. Let's move on. Like, here's a sort of quick recap during the credits. Because that's what they did in Spider-Man. I mean, it was very, very
1: much like the Spider-Man films, where they had that right. little introduction.
0: Although it really felt like... uh but like this credit sequence was really just a pause your DVD player constantly sort of movie, just to like see all the stuff that they had going on that was just going by so fast.
2: Yeah, that was very dense. Like those were that was not like a bare bones uh like compilation.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't dense in like a necessary way, right? It it felt like it was dense in a sort of like, you know, here's some stuff for the fans, right? Like Rick Jones's name goes by at one point. I noticed. But that's not relevant, really, to the movie. It's just more like, oh, hey, if you know who Rick Jones is, you know the significance of that. Otherwise, it doesn't matter. But I have to say, I guess I'm slightly surprised at the the reaction I'm hearing from most of you all. Because my general feeling was I was pretty entertained by it. It wasn't like the greatest movie ever, right? It's not on the level of Iron Man. But I thought it was a lot better than a lot of the movies we'd seen prior to this point.
2: I think I'm, I'm inclined to agree on that point. And maybe it was just the exciting Jason Bourne section. I found myself... like the
3: bottling plant maintenance? uh, Yeah,
2: yeah, that sort of thing,
3: you know? Your enthusiasm is amazing.
2: Like, Bruce has been living this life, you know? I I like those kinds of intros. And it seemed like it didn't really have too many points where it slowed down enough to, like, lose my attention.
0: Yeah, it, it, to me, felt like it was paced pretty well. Like there weren't a lot of points where I was like, get on with it.
2: You know, yeah, there were a couple
0: true. points where I was like, uh, what you're doing is a mistake. But that's not. But I guess that to some level says like, oh, I'm actually investing this movie that I'm yelling at Blonsky's character and being like, you're an idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> Although I guess there was part of me that was like in context with the whole MCU. It's like, oh, it turns out they've had the super soldier serum all the time. And the problem with Blonsky was that he, you know, mixed it with the Bruce Banner stuff, right? Like, on its own, it seemed to be working just great. Oh, yeah. So we did it, guys. Plenty of more Captain Americas. (laughs) Although I guess that never comes up again for whatever reason. But I guess that's part of, like, what I'm saying. Like, in some ways, I understand what Doug was saying earlier in that this movie does feel somewhat divorced from the larger MCU. Like, there's some elements that carry over in that, like, William Hurt's going to show up again a couple more times. The character of the Hulk himself will show up a couple more times. Um, parts of this movie will play in the background of other movies. But like a lot of things that like get brought up that you might expect to come up again, like Blonsky, the Abomination, or you know the the stuff with uh, Tim Blake Nelson's character, Sam Stearns, right, where he is going to turn into a future Hulk villain, and then that never gets picked up subsequently, or at least as of. Uh, February twenty second, twenty nineteen hasn't been picked up yet. One thing that
1: surprised me about this movie compared to ones we've seen so far is there's a couple of visceral moments, like when Blonsky gets kicked by the Hulk at the end of that the middle of the movie fight scene. scene. Yeah, in the campus scene, and he gets kicked into the tree. I kind of felt that. (laughs) I I think I actually directed that pretty well, where I like kind of felt like every bone in his body was broken. And that also happened at the beginning where, I think this was even worse, where one of the special forces was chasing Edward Norton and then fell off the side of the building.
3: Oh, yeah. The, the Jason Bourne sequence. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, the tree thing. When that happened, it felt really, I was like, this is a heavy PG-13 right here. Yeah,
3: yeah. I actually genuinely was surprised at that because I I figured he would just shrug it off and, you know.
1: Get back to fighting the Hulk, and it was like,
3: <laughs> no.
1: Nope. It's just in a pile. I thought it worked. Like I'm not. This is not a complaint of mine.
2: Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was effective.
4: Yeah, it was surprising too because it seemed like they dived on, like showing any visceral moments with um, just like extras getting tossed around. Like a couple of the um, army guys just like jumped, or like looked like they might have jumped, or they didn't show it. When uh, the Hulk was kind of smashing about, but yeah, that was, he uh, looked like a ragdoll.
3: Yeah, I think like the first time he flips a Humvee, I was like, wait, was there a turret gun around that thing? Did he just kill a guy? Which which kind of leads into, it was weird to have uh, Thunderbolt Ross, you know, be like, oh, my daughter's going to see what he's really like now. And I was like, "Well, didn't she see what he was really like when he put her in the hospital during the credit sequence? Come on. Like if that's not enough to to give her an
0: opinion, I don't see how this is going to change it." He's uh he's a big believer in reinforcing opinions. He's like, "Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, well now I know better." <laughs> Okay, so then, what did you think about the performances of the actual actors? Then, so setting aside some of the CG stuff and whatnot, like how did you think Edward Norton did as Bruce Banner?
4: But oh, now that sorry. I kind of think about it, I I still love Ed Norton just like in anything, so it was still nice to see him. Oh, like um, Death to Smoochie? underrated movie. <laughs> yeah. never seen it. Ever. Oh, I think I think I've
3: only seen Edward Norton probably in this. And the the movie that this is a remake of, Fight Club, because because both movies star Edward Norton and focus on his relationship with his violent alter ego, Hell the bottom
0: Carter. <laughs> Besides, you saw him in Birdman. Oh
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the he's the super intense a- auteur actor guy. That's in right. that One loved his performance there. Um, I I guess I guess for this movie though, Incredible Hulk. I liked Edward Norton's performance, but not from an acting standpoint, but from either a writing or a directing standpoint, I kind of preferred Eric Bana and his like disaffected has trouble with emotions performance, cause that one felt truer to the comics that I've read, like where Bruce Banner is such a weirdo he does the albert einstein thing where he only has one one suit and like a dozen copies of it so he just pulls the pulls the next one out of the closet each day you know because he's just he's just such a weirdo and you, you don't really get that with the edward norton performance you get more of a like he's a he's a sharp dude but he's a normal guy trying to deal with his uh with his little problem
0: but isn't that more interesting than trying to already make Bruce Banner be a weirdo, right? To just say, look, here's an ordinary person who got thrust into this situation.
3: Uh, I mean, it's more relatable as an audience member. But at the same time, I, th- I think there's just something that you're, you're missing there in, in the characterization. Something that, you know, it's like part of the, the special sauce that actually makes Bruce Banner and the Hulk the characters that they are. And so I, th- I think you're, you're kind of just, you know, making a compromise there by making a more relatable.
0: But again, again, I
3: don't blame Edward Norton for that.
0: There's not a real sense in a lot of the whole comics that Bruce Banner is any particular sort of weirdo. Right. I mean, maybe then some or of like, the, a, or like a some puny, of the other
3: cowardly guy, you know, though.
0: Well, I mean, obviously he's weak, right? Cause he's human. And
3: yeah, this, this Edward Norton muscle not
0: weak. He seems, Weak already. Like he has a slight frame. I mean, I mean he yeah, but he's like the sort of guy that works
4: out a lot. ripped. Yeah, and he does jujitsu and beats. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> he
3: beats up like three guys. guys. Yeah, yeah
0: with, but he's like, trained. Five guys I mean, to
3: take him down. Yeah, because he's, he's out strengthening them, though.
0: Because he's been doing that to control his anger. Right, like that's a side effect.
3: Yeah, but when can can you picture the comic book like nineteen sixties, seventies, even eighties? Bruce Banner taking up jiu-jitsu. It's 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 such a what's the word where someone just doesn't align with a character with a characterization.
0: Uh, but I think that's partly because the 60s and 70s and 80s didn't know about jujitsu.
2: Now um, now 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 And then the Matrix taught everything now hold on. that it was.
0: I'm just I'm
3: I'm contemplating an incredible Hulk where he does capoeira. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing. He just parkour in this movie, I guess. Very very 2000s in that regard.
0: I don't know. I guess it's just not. I, di- I didn't have the uh, this issue that you're having.
3: Where where you're
0: just kind of like, this is good, but it's not quite right. Yeah, I had no problem with it. I was like, all right, I'm totally on board with this. I see how this is Bruce Banner. This makes complete sense to me.
2: Uh, see, I, you know Coming in without very little knowledge of Bruce Banner, the man, prior to this movie. Aside from, I suppose, you know, some very moderate exposure in the comics and, uh, you know, the Ang Lee movie. I think it worked as a, you know, standalone in this movie, just, you know, from the perspective of, I don't know what he's, you know, supposed to be like.
1: The the difference between this movie and Ang Lee's Hulk is that this one, to me, didn't feel like it had any space for character development, which is fine because I think that's what it chose to do. But we talked about how it, it moves along so quickly and kind of changes almost what kind of movie it is, and it's entertaining. But like, where is the space for Edward Norton to have? There's some scenes he has with Liv Tyler, but they're pretty generic, and I I'm not sure that's the type of movie that it wants to be. Yeah.
2: We we skip the brooding Hulk phase. which is right skipped I, right over that. So
1: I don't have a problem with Edward Norton's performance either. I just don't think there's an interesting character
0: there. In this one. So you want you wanted American history Hulk? <laughs> Ooh. Fortunately I've never seen American
1: History X, so Oh, he's nice at the end of the movie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, character
1: development. <laughs> he gets better.
0: <laughs> That's uh.
1: but again, I don't I didn't mind any of that.
0: Yeah, I'm, on some level, right. This is has a different goal from andy's Hulk, right? Yeah. Like andy's Hulk really wants to explore the character of the Hulk and like how that is a manifestation of like psychological things and whatnot, right? Whereas on some level, this movie wants to be like, let's have two giant dudes slugging it out in you know, the rooftops of Harlem or whatever.
1: So slugging it out versus hugging it out. I mean, there's some kind of hugging, I guess. <laughs> Grappling
4: <laughs> and back to the jujitsu. <laughs> like in terms of like character development i would say that ed norton's hulk kind of at least had some motivation while tim Roth had very confusing motivation as a character
3: his his motivation was he wanted
4: to be virile again and young but there was no reason for that. Like it, he he had no like conflict within himself. It was just like I want to be strong. It's, it was because I no, want to be strong. A, I'm a, it's strong.
3: It's conflict of man versus body. You know, it's the same conflict that the Hulk and Bruce Banner have, where. Where in the case of, you know, Bruce Banner versus the Hulk, he, you know, he gets this amazing body, super strength and stuff. And, you know, he doesn't want it. And Tim Roth is like, you know, I'm getting old. I'm not as, you know, fast and as good as I, strong as I used to be.
0: And I want that back. I want that amazing body. I mean, I think I agree with Wes here on some level that they kind of muddy the water a bit in that. Like you're right, they have that conversation, right? But I think the actual goal for uh, Blonsky is to be better than the Hulk, not just better, not just be the person he was ten years earlier. Whatever he says at that one point, right? Because he gets that with the first injection of the Super Soldier Serum, and then you know he gets his ass kicked by the Hulk, but then he like miraculously heals. But for him, that's um. I think the idea is that's not enough. That he wants to be as good as or better than the Hulk, but I'm not sure that that's really clearly conveyed in the movie.
1: It would have been nice if they had maybe had, you know, a couple of lines about what he had done before the movie started. I mean, they say he's special forces and he's really good, but maybe just an instance of, like, some other thing he had done, like, challenge he had overcome, and he's, like, looking for bigger and bigger challenges, and, like, he has to do it, no matter what.
4: Also, like, I thought... It- it was funny that they mentioned he was like on loan from the Brits or something. No, He's yeah. like a soccer player. He's like getting picked up for the year. They'll <laughs> drop him at the end. He's kind of getting older.
0: Yeah. I mean, I enjoyed Ed Norton's performance. I thought he did a good job and I bought him as Bruce Banner. And then Tim Roth, I think did a good job with the character he was given. And I think the issues I have with Blonsky are more with the script level rather than the yeah. performance level agree
3: yeah agreed so uh so so we have the character here of the the shrink boyfriend right he's in there for like <laughs> what, two or three scenes and then just dropped
0: like a hot potato or something boy's gotta go be a part like, of the modern family like <laughs> like the tv show yeah he's the main dad from modern family oh
3: oh hey
0: okay,
3: that doesn't mean anything to me but sure
0: does anything mean anything to you, though? I thought you were a nihilist. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's your proof.
3: <laughs> well, why Just is he, why is his character me. even in this movie? Like, what is he? That's add? a good point
1: to make. Edward Norton feel sad briefly.
3: <laughs> yeah, the only purpose he serves is to you know keep. Uh, Edward Norton and Liv Tyler apart for an extra scene or two and to, I don't know, help give a a reason for her to go to the pizza place.
2: (laughs) He was the the traitor. As
3: if you can't go to... He took them off, right? Did
2: he? Yeah. There's that scene where the general's like, thanks for... he like, thanks him.
0: Oh no, I think that was thanks for going through letting them search the house or something I
2: thought oh was, really that, okay I, I, thought I must have misinterpreted that yeah no I, I thought that he like actually somehow like revealed some sort of information but
1: no he was pissed I, off uh, at the general yeah oh.
2: i thought it I, I okay i totally for some reason when i saw that scene i like made this whole thing in my head where he was like this deal is getting worse all the time you know
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> i didn't think you were gonna go this far
3: yeah, no, I, I kind of sympathize with the general at the end of the scene it's like yeah geez, your your daughter really picked some winners there
0: <laughs> oh the the <laughs> poor guy a Wikipedia uh summary says that Samson tipped him off so oh okay hmm. so oh, whoever wrote yeah, that up saw the at that
2: part of that in the house yeah. that's like him getting angry and regretting what he did because he's yeah
3: tipped him tipped him off
0: how though? He said it's
2: some scene hey, that got cut in
0: him. Your, your daughter's running around with Bruce Banner,
4: yeah. But they they caught him because of the email, they were looking for Mr. Blue and Mr. Green, and they're nsa metadata
3: (laughs) the carnivore Uh, program
4: okay okay we talked about this during the iron man they predicted drone warfare and this one they predicted the nsa metadata collection. i mean
3: you'd say that but fbi's carnivore predates this movie by Uh, a number of years so you're you're right, but at the same time, there's there's other stuff. There's yeah. precedent.
0: I mean, on some level, right? Like the psychiatrist is there because he's Doc Samson, and that's a Hulk character.
1: It's a potential to use later, I guess.
0: Yeah, like I suspect some of this is set up for sequels that they never got for reasons we can go into. Towards <laughs> the end, I think the main reasons actually probably um, business related.
2: I mean, there might there might have been things that ended up on the. Uh cutting room floor because you know people didn't need movies to be three hours in 2008 although that might just be me viewing that through rose-colored glasses because i because i can't hold my bladder that long <laughs>
0: <laughs> how did you think tim blake nelson was in general on the movie i guess we haven't really talked about him and he's kind of a big deal
4: i was upset that he wasn't a uh, southerner i feel yeah. uncomfortable <laughs> seeing him not speaking a southern accent on screen
1: it is kind I,
3: of a little off-putting. It's, that's not a lie. You know, I've been saying this a lot, but what other stuff has he starred in? Because I didn't really
4: recognize him. Oh, Brother Where Art, though.
3: Oh, huh. I love that movie, but I haven't seen it in a very long time.
0: Isn't he Buster Scruggs and The is. Ballad of Buster Scruggs?
1: Yeah, it's a sort of a western accent in that one.
0: i haven't seen it. I mean, that was on Netflix, right? Yep. He's in Joe's apartment. Oh, well, then. Mm. Oh, He's a voice of a cockroach in Joe's apartment. Oh, his voice. Okay, <laughs> Time for a double feature. Apparently he's in Fanforstic. Huh. What's, oh, Fanforstic. Not there yet. No, got that to look forward to. Yeah, it's got Tim Heidecker. <laughs> really? Fanforstic had Tim Heidecker?
3: Yeah, at the beginning. He's he's like Reed Richards' dad, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'd block that out of my memory. <laughs> wow
3: how did you forget that taking a, I'm gonna have to revoke your
0: Tim and Eric fan card uh, I mean I'm trying to like you know block as much of that as possible <laughs> right so i'm I'm basically just back down to like this is uh, this is michael B Jordan a here Michael that's B Jordan's in it and uh k is really into Portis head that's about all I remember at this point <laughs> oh geez oh so, and I guess that the ending sucks but so does the rest of the movie. So
1: (laughs) not there yet. I told Blake Nelson was good. I kind of liked the sort of turn with that character. I didn't necessarily expect him to be like a complete nut job. Like with just when they were emailing each other, I was like, Oh, this is for some reason. I thought, is that going to be uh, Nick Fury? (laughs) Is Nick Fury (laughs) trying to uh, lure him to the Avengers? But um, I thought he was going to be genuinely helpful instead of kind of a, a loony.
0: I mean, I guess my one complaint, and not not with his performance, but just with like that setup, was that I, it really felt like the the reveal that he had like you know made a whole bunch of like infected quote unquote blood. Like, I really felt like that should have gotten like a bigger emphasis. But it sort of just like was an event while along the way, they're like all the military's also tracking him, and all this other stuff's happening. So it kind of felt a little lost there. And if that was you know a key part for. Dr. Stearns' character, right, was that he would do this sort of thing and, you know, run the experiments. And it just felt a little lost. But I'm a little disappointed that we haven't had Tim Blake Nelson show up in subsequent movies as a supervillain.
1: Yeah, that would be kind of fun if they'd taken... There's a lot of stuff they could have taken from this movie and I wouldn't have minded
0: and brought it forward. But yeah, I think this movie actually did reasonably well at the box office. I, you know, made its money back. I think the reason we haven't had a sequel yet has to do with the the rights to the character, and the way Disney operates. So at the time this movie was made, Disney hadn't yet bought Marvel. My understanding is that although the rights to the character have reverted back to Marvel Studios, the agreement that they had with Universal was basically that they get the rights to distribute any future Marvel Hulk film. And so Disney, somewhat notoriously, doesn't like sharing properties if they can if, you know they don't want to share the profits like the spider-man movies are really quite surprising that they let them do that and i think that's just because spider-man is so big a character so there was lots of talk after this movie did reasonably well about like you know making sequels and you know maybe that would be after avengers and stuff but it seems like because they universal has this agreement with marvel about distribution rights that disney doesn't want to make actual hulk titled films because then they'd have to share the money. So instead they make Thor titled Hulk films? Right. That's why Thor 3 is literally, for a large part of it, is a Hulk storyline, right? It's Planet Hulk, right? It's like, yeah. this is like, this is the way they can kind of get around that. And so I kind of wonder if that's part of the reason we haven't really seen Abomination and Leader and stuff show up in subsequent movies, because they're pretty emphatically Hulk villains. And so it'd be hard to, like, they may not either want to or have a good way to bring Hulk villains into a story that's not focused on the Hulk. Again,
1: after watching this movie, I think there's a lot of stuff that could be interesting here if they continue on with it,
2: but it's gotta, it's gotta make money just like hand over fist Hmm. for them to think it's worth making instead of just, you know, hand over, like hand,
0: (laughs) hand over, open, flat palm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do people have any incredible Hulk insights they wanted to mention or should we wrap up?
3: Unless we wanted
4: to discuss how uh, it's a metaphor for ED. Oh yeah, you were going. Oh yeah, that. oh <laughs> yeah. In that scene that we were mentioning, where the possibility of uh, intercourse between the Hulk and a human woman, <laughs> 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 he, uh, he said that he couldn't, and uh, that it wasn't her; it was him, kind of thing. And so obviously, he has some form. The Hulk represents his erectile dysfunction, which uh, builds and builds as frustration that uh, is released and uh, manifests itself as uh, Tim Roth's character, which is why (laughs) his bald head resembles a uh penis <laughs> I apologize. this really was half baked, but I stand by it a hundred percent. Was there something that, about Mr Blue this, in this, there
3: yeah no that i mean if if Duh. if the Hulk is a metaphor for e d then I guess that would make sense why he's he's trying to he's trying to get a cure from Mr Blue
4: hmm. <laughs> Also, he has to uh, beat Tim Roth's character to uh, champion his dysfunctions.
0: Story That's all the out. bits I
4: got. Yeah. So an allegory.
0: Oh yeah, and I think this is the only Marvel Studios movie that doesn't have an after credits sequence. Oh
1: yeah, I sat through the whole credits even though I presumed that the before credit scene was going to take the place of an after credit scene.
0: Yeah, I seem to vaguely recall that that Tony Stark scene at one point was going to be the after credit scene and then they decided they wanted people to see it so they moved it forward ah
3: makes sense
0: i mean like honestly
3: if you go to the movies even now even where there's a movie with an after credit scene you get maybe like depending on the showing you get anywhere from 20 to 80% of the people sticking around like some showings like even if there is an after credit scene that's like important like ant-man and the wasp people just bug out So way back in 2008, Incredible Hulk, like I can't imagine
0: many people would have seen the after credit scene if it had been after the credits. Yeah. And speaking of cameos, there's a lot of cameos in this. A lot of Hulk cameos. Cameos. Yeah. So like Stan Lee has a cameo, obviously. Yeah. It's one of his more
2: important roles, really. Yeah. It gets gamma
0: Mm -hmm. radiated. I wanted to see what happened to him.
4: So
1: we never see see the
4: Stan Lee Hulk. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> How did they subdue? And him? then Doug just reminded me, in the big fight at the end, Michael K. Williams is in like yeah. the shortest amount of time and I was like, Omar! Omar's coming. And this was after <laughs> the wire too, right? Or at least during the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, way, uh, was way after. after the wire started like two. Of Allegedly,
0: them. uh Edward Norton is a big wire fan and invited him oh, on that's to why. Do a cameo. <laughs> yeah.
4: Uh-oh.
0: Uh, <laughs> But uh Lou Ferrigno is in it. The owner of the pizza place, Stanley, did a uh, was the voice of Bruce Banner in the 1960s Marvel Superheroes cartoon. Oh. Uh, one of the TV shows that Edward Norton is watching in Brazil or one of the things on TV has Bill Bixby in it who was Bruce Banner in the Hulk TV series. So, a lot of cameos going on.
3: Oh yeah, near the beginning of the movie as well. <laughs> I don't know if you call it a musical it's not really a cameo, but where they had him, you know, just walking down, walking, you know, down a road. They had some music that was uh, essentially an interpretation of the the ending theme to the Hulk TV show.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a little musical cameo, I guess.
3: Yeah. So. Or homage. But there this was a movie very much aware of its history.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess ultimately, what did you think of The Incredible Hulk? Um would you repair it and make it make the factory go again? Or would you just destroy it and just bleed all over the place and kill everyone involved? I don't really have a good either or for this movie, guys. <laughs>
3: <laughs> How many bags of gamma blood?
2: <laughs> uh, I like guess bottles of bloody guarana soda. i guess i'm just
0: gonna ask how many tony stark cameos out of 10 would you give this movie (laughs) Uh, so i know that i enjoyed this movie not up to the heights of iron man but i thought it was better as i said earlier than a lot of the other movies we've had and while it's not as interested in the characters as the 2003 hulk movie is i think within the limitations it sets itself of essentially being you know a fun entertaining action movie i think it does pretty well uh, i have some concerns that i mentioned stuff with like you know the abomination like that storyline is a bit muddled some of the beats with like the leader the sam stern's character tim blake nelson's character gets a little bit rushed while they're trying to do other things so it's not perfect but overall like i enjoyed this movie at no point was i like eh, i don't really like this i wish they'd get on with it or anything like that. And so I think ultimately I'm going to give this seven Robert Downey Jr. cameos out of 10. So for me, this is a a half a point higher than the 2003 Hulk movie.
3: Oh, I mean, there's a lot to like about it. But to me, like as a movie to watch, it's just so all over the place. I don't know how if you described as schizophrenic or in completely incoherent tonally but is it completely
0: incoherent or is it just kind of incoherent
3: mostly incoherent tonally
0: Hmm. gonna have to give this one a six so this is worse than ang lee for you
3: yeah because for me ang lee i mean i guess i guess for this movie uh, you certainly can't say it was lacking ambition a lot of big explosions, a lot of a lot of a big important stuff going on, but gonna have to gonna have to comparatively give Ang Lee's Hulk a full point more because it has stuff going on in the American Southwest, which which when I think Hulk and I think where would you put a Hulk story? It would be the American Southwest. So having a complete lack of that here costs him a full point. <laughs> All right. That's very that's neutral. The actual, that's not the neutral actual objective. Reason opinion why from i'm Doug. giving them why i'm giving the rating but i will say that yeah i did enjoy the Ang Lee hulk more than this one
4: yeah so i think i'll follow suit and give it a six uh what was it robert downey juniors um and uh none of them in blackface uh I, that also <laughs> came out this <laughs> year <Yeah>. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> um but uh yeah, yeah, I think it was well paced generally, and um, th- everything's kind of just there. So I don't think I would necessarily watch it again, really. But it was it was good to sit through. Love Ed, and uh, yeah, six out of ten.
2: So I uh, found myself really quite enjoying this movie. I think maybe some of that was that you know it felt like it got going pretty fast, and it you know held my interest well throughout most of the movie um i like that they didn't spend any time on origin story yeah and i thought edward norton was great especially in his uh jason Bourne phase and i think i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to give this a 7.5 tony stark cameos
0: your first 7.5
2: it is i left there was some room to breathe in there and i took it (laughs) because <laughs> you know? i was like yeah it's about a full point i think it was a it, a full point more enjoyable than the first hulk i i think the first one was just a little too much of a of a downer for me i had a lot more fun with this one not that it's like a totally goofy movie or anything i mean nothing is on the level of a goofy movie <laughs> but uh <laughs> we'll get to that in the the dastardly daring disney
1: death march
4: (laughs) March. (laughs) hey
3: hey dc already claimed the death march title
0: drudge
2: yeah Yeah, that's probably about right the disney drudge (laughs) overall i I thought i enjoyed i enjoyed the movie it i think there was you know it wasn't perfect but there was a lot that it did right
0: okay so then you're half a cameo how does that work so like a voiceover, or
2: I honestly, for a second there, I was like, I thought it was gonna be a half cameo until he turned, showed the front of his face at the bar because like <laughs> I got like a, a lot of him talking while showing the back of his head. <laughs> this is gonna be like a you know, George Costanza's boss situation.
1: <laughs> I think this movie did what it wanted to do I think it wanted to be a competent action movie and it moved fairly quickly from the beginning to the end and I was entertained the whole time and I think as we've already mentioned the first scene the sort of Jason Bourne section was probably one of the best starts to the movie we've seen in the March so far but in a lot of ways the movie itself ended up being somewhat generic because there just wasn't a lot of characterization and even I didn't feel like you got to know any of the characters but I, as with the last few films, I'm getting dangerously close to having to re rate. I think I can fit this in. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6.5 Tony Stark cameos out of 10, which puts it just half a point above Hulk. But I don't think I can give it a seven, not with some of the other things I've given seven to. Your
0: ratings are a little uh, compressed, bunched up. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't really have any clear, like, bias numbers like. You know, like for instance, I have a lot of sixes and a lot of fives. Paul has a lot of sixes. Six is his favorite number. It looks that's, like
2: it's where everything can fit. Yeah, I really, you know, started out with Howard the Duck at six, and then I it became that became like the that's the dividing line. <laughs> is it worse <laughs> or better than Howard the Duck?
0: Duck has a lot of fives, but
3: um, I think my mode might actually be eight.
0: No, it looks like it's five. He got one, two, three, four, five fives. Right in the middle. Yeah. Whereas Charlie has three eight point fives, three seven point fives, three six point
2: fives. This is a conspiracy. He's you've planned these out ahead of time.
1: <laughs> two sixes.
0: He's really just trying like, to make right. his 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 the uh, ratings just flat
4: <laughs> uniform. <laughs> this charlie is a random number generator <laughs> <laughs> we need a new random number
3: quick send charlie a dvd <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so thanks everyone for joining us on installment 27 of the Mary marvel movie march next time we move forward to december 2008 and the movie punisher war zone which i i have to double check but maybe our first female directed marvel movie
1: hmm.
3: uh i mean given that it's the first major comic book movie that was directed by a woman tank girl not being a major movie
0: uh yeah it would have to be is that true i don't actually know if. That's yeah true. i
3: actually i read up on uh punisher war zone recently
0: any particular reason you were just like i want to learn about this movie coming up
3: um i want to learn about the movie coming up and i was wondering what there was to be said regarding the director and the whole you know Hollywood's attitude towards women in cinema
0: ah <laughs> and uh, turns out yeah somewhat relevant okay well the next time well, we'll on get the march to that next time yeah the next time uh, on our march we'll get to that but until then thanks for uh, stopping by I'm Adam Gobesky
1: and I'm Charlie Wallace a special thanks to our incredible guest Doug Gobesky it was amazing to be here. Paul Wilcox.
2: Thanks so much for having me.
1: And Wes Richardson.
0: Glad to be on. I was really hoping Paul would describe it as a fantastic time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the Spider-Man
2: covered. It's, it's, on, been, a fan, it's been a fan-cockstick. <laughs>
0: <laughs> cocktastic?
2: It's been cocktastic. <laughs> oh, oh I'm fading fast. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: is midnight, so oh.
1: <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure
0: to check out report.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GWReport, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie.
1: An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done.
0: But you can stay at Charlie's house.
1: Um, All right.
4: So this might have been just mean Doug enjoying. But uh, when Tim Blake Nelson's character said the smallest of integers off, <laughs> we lost it pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, We're the off one, by one.
3: Oh, yeah. My calculation's <laughs> off by the smallest of integers. These should go terribly wrong. I was just like, so one
1: <laughs> I, I i i missed that i went online and was looking up to see if there was an archaic version of integer like <laughs> definition that i was not aware of that i could not find not- one <laughs> <laughs>